just Randy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is your boy, Dangerous Duke. And it's your boy, Stevie Jobber. And welcome back to the Dangerous Jobbers podcast. Just putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. Yes, sir. All right, guys. So this week was a bit of a a bit of a give and take kind of week. But we got a lot of things to run down between these companies. But you know how we always kick it off. Wrestler of the pod, Stevie Jobber. Who do you got for us? All right. Today, the wrestler of the pod is a woman named Sloane Jacobs. Um, that name may not be familiar to you, but a name that might be familiar is the notorious Mimi. I've been following her for quite a while on the indies. Um, and just looking for a reason to give a wrestler the pod, but it's never been the right time until now. She's recently signed to WWE Developmental. Mm-hmm. As uh, Sloan Jacobs, but formerly the wrestling angel, Notorious Mimi, formerly seen on AEW, uh, trained by the Monster Factory yes. uh, around Philly with uh, South Philly's finest and a few of our uh, good Twitter followers. Um, she's been TCW Invictus, if I'm saying that right, and MFPW Women's Champion. She's been uh, a women's champion for over 200 days, uh, and she's she's well thought about in the industry, at least in the indies, before she got signed to WWE. So we'll see what developmental can do. Hopefully, she'll thrive in NXT. Um, one of the vets that I wasn't expecting them to sign, I mean, she's still very young. Mm-hmm. Um. But you know, they're with them having a, a smaller window for the vets now. Uh, I wasn't sure if she could if she would make it to NXT developmental. Um, I honestly thought she'd end up on AEW first, but just getting signed in general. Congratulations to her. Uh, so wrestler of the pod this week, Sloan Jacobs, uh, formerly known as the notorious Mimi. Right on, all right, yeah, definitely. So if you guys don't know who she is, you definitely need to go check her out. Go look at some of them highlights because you definitely will not be disappointed with that. Um, But like I said, we got some stuff we got to get into this week. Uh, You want to kick it off with the the indie news? So the biggest thing on the indies this week for me has got to be Impact Wrestling's pay-per-view Rebellion. Um, Who's... I think Rebellion is becoming one of their bigger pay-per-views. Of course, it's still Bound for Glory, um, and it's still Victory Road and everything. Mm-hmm. But Rebellion has been becoming one of their premier pay-per-views where big things happen. Yeah. Um, and there's been three title changes at this year's Rebellion. There was Ace Austin winning the X Division title from... Um, Oh, my God. Trey Miguel, my guy yeah. from the Rascals. Um, Ace Austin won. I was a little surprised and a little not. I mean, Ace Austin's proved to be, you know, top of his game um, and a former X Division champion. I wasn't sure if he was going to be Trey Miguel. I still feel like Trey Miguel didn't have a super long run as X Division champion. Um, but it is what it is. Ace Austin is still Ace Austin. And I'm sure it's not the last time Trey Miguel is going to hold gold. So um, we'll just have to wait and see. 
another title that changed hands was um, Alexander beating Moose. They finally got their rematch. He got a clean, a clean shake at it and uh, came out the winner. His kid was dressed as him. I thought it was great. Yeah. His wife was there. Um, it looked just as good as the first time he won it, but this time he could like really enjoy it and everything. So mm-hmm. um, they did what they were supposed to do. I like that Moose was able to get now. I like the the Moose winning um at Bound for Glory even more yeah. because of uh, the rebellion take and how they they kind of drew it along for him to have like that one last battle. Um, so I'm, I'm happy Alexander won the walking weapon um, who's now, I guess, the face of Impact Wrestling. Uh, almost as... Or, one of them. He's one of the maybe faces. Yeah, maybe a tie between him and Moose, but yeah, he, he he's one of the he's definitely one of the big names that they have yeah, for sure. Definitely a pillar of impact wrestling. Um and in smaller news that is more beneficial um to me this month if I can get the tickets. The women's uh triple A Reina Del Rey is champion. Diana Perrazzo lost her title to the returning Ty of Valkyrie. Yeah, I seen that. Which is great news for me if I can get the tickets for the 2300 arena because she will be in MLW to face off against another wrestler of the pod, Holly Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and what will hopefully be a good 20, 15 to 20 minute uh, brawl. Yeah, that that would be an exciting match. So I'm hoping she pops up there with the titles, and I'm wondering what it will mean. Obviously, it'll mean Taya will spend more time in Mexico. Um, But just the the possibilities, because she isn't firmly signed anywhere, so Taya Valkyrie should be going uh, all around the states and outside of the states. Um, with some gold, just a different promotion. So that'll be awesome. But those are the results of Impact Wrestling's Rebellion. Um, Ty Valkyrie wins the Rey Del Reynas Championship. New X Division champion in uh, Ace Austin. And mm-hmm. the new face of Impact Wrestling, Josh Alexander, the walking weapon. Yeah, the Ty Valkyrie... <laughs> Excuse me. The Ty Valkyrie thing doesn't surprise me because, like you said, she's probably going to wind up spending some time in Mexico. And that's nothing new to her because you figure Morrison spent, I don't know how long in Mexico. In fact, I think he's still planning on going to Mexico every now and then. Mm. They're both real comfortable down there. They like that style. They like that type of people that they can throw themselves against. So, I mean, for me, it seems like a good move. Either way, she's still going to have on banger matches in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm looking to. And hopefully she can find a little bit of time um, just on AEW, not to stay, but for a couple one-offs. I'd like to see her in some of the um, some of the female talent in AEW square off and some one-offs. Um, like maybe some people they pull from dark. I could see her. I could see her going to ROH for a one-off here and there, if they do end up with a television deal. Um, 
Because just her and some of some of the talent like Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah and and they've always got, got people down there like uh, Ruby Riot that's not doing anything at the time, and so I think with the with the talent that's still making their way, there's some good stuff. Ty Valkyrie could help out there for mm-hmm. a little bit, like the NWA Women's Champion did. Yeah. So that'll be good for them. Um, but after that, I feel like because we're ending on AEW, the speed round is going to be WWE news. Yeah. Um, so we got a little bit of news for WWE. Um, the first thing I want to discuss is Drew Gulak. So we're just going to go right into the mix with Drew Gulak. Um, he's been. He's been having a new gimmick the last couple weeks or so. Um, I was a little confused on it, but apparently he is supposed to be, I guess you can call it an intern of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the intern for management now. And basically the last couple of weeks that he's been debuting it or showcasing it, he's been getting... He hasn't been getting a fair shake. He's been getting his ass whooped constantly. But it's been kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I think he's been doing pretty well at the role. Um, Clearly, it's more comedic. It's a shame Drew never gets to really shine for being the like, a great wrestler. Yeah, the great wrestler that he is. He's He's in a lot more comedy roles than you would think or prefer. Mm-hmm. Um, but he knocks them all out of the park. He's he's still very good. Um, I think the potential could be him arriving at a Sami Zayn role eventually. Mm-hmm. That's like the apex of where I feel like um, his comedy could go. But since, I mean, clearly they aren't going to rely on him to just deliver great wrestling matches. Which is a um, shame. But he is funny. It's a shame. And I, I can't lie to you. Even during the contract signing when he was um, super proud and uh, just trying to get used to his role. And he brought up the PowerPoints. I popped for that. Like, mm-hmm. it was just, it's funny. It's funny. So I can't I can't be too upset about it. Um at times, I still wish we acknowledged how good he was in the ring, but he's he's funny. I'm not I'm not totally against it. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the twenty four seven wedding? All right. Um, while we're getting the comedy out of the way, I I don't know if I love the segment or if I hate the segment. Because I I get what they were trying to do. And it felt like it could have been great. Like, not great. It felt like it could have been good. But it just, I don't know what it was. There was just points in times where it looked like they were improvising and they didn't know what they were doing. Are you talking about the Tamina switch? Just in general. Like, this, this the wedding segment itself could have been hilarious. And there was like brief moments where it was kind of hilarious. And then there was just moments to me where it was like, 
they look like they don't know what they're doing right now. Like they're trying to fill the time and figure out more stuff to do with this wedding. Got you. I don't know. I, I the two things uh, I liked was just the Tamina switch. Like I, yeah, the roll ups at the end were like okay, mm-hmm. but like, but the 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 Tamina switches were great because every switch got better and better. Yeah, and they really stood there and honed that moment when Tamina was next to Dana. Yeah, um, that they, was really that was a really good. That was the best pop of the segment. That was like, to me, that was like Vince saying, "We're not in the Attitude Era no more. We can't do women on women action, but we're just gonna put this there and yeah, make yeah, everybody yeah. laugh." Yeah. They popped hard for that, and then they got back to where they originally were. I, I thought lie. that part of the segment was hilarious. Tazawa made me laugh. Tazawa? Yes. Because, Is it because when, he was down for it? Yes, because when they did the switch, it, it was just his facial reaction. Reggie's like, no. And Tazawa was yeah. like, the, the sad puppy dog face. He's like, like yeah, yes. he's like trying to talk himself into it. He's like, no. <laughs> and he's like, yes. Yeah, like Tozawa just looked like that dude that he didn't care who he was marrying just as long as, you know, he was going to marry somebody. Right. I was like, oh, God, poor Tozawa. But I mean, but then it was just like the stuff in between where it's like they didn't know what they wanted to do. It was like. Even our truth looked like he was trying to fill stuff in Mm. because you couldn't even catch it, really, because of everything that was going on. But he he threw in his famous line. I don't even know if that's PG. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you could barely like understand. You could like barely hear it. Mm-hmm. It didn't even hit the same as the first one. Yeah, it did seem like they were um, they were freestyling for a minute there. Yeah, I mean, that's why I said I I don't know if it was good and I don't know if it was bad because I'm conflicted. Maybe it was just maybe it was so bad that it was good or it was so good that it was bad. Like I don't. That's how I felt about it. Like it yeah. was so. It was so ridiculous. It was funny. Yeah. So. All right. So, so that's what it is. It was. It was a. It was a bad segment that was good. Yeah. All right. We can. We can say that it was so bad that it was good. All right. So, uh, moving on from that, uh, we have another broken up tag team now. Mm-hmm. Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan have. I guess you can say they've officially split because Rhea attacked Liv. And I'm conflicted. I'm not going to lie. Well, this leads into one of the things I wanted to talk about, too, because the tag division seemingly has just blown up. Yeah. Um, And to knock out three birds with one stone. Um even though this was my pick to be the long lasting tag team out of all the tag teams, they threw together at mania. Um, depending on where they go with this, it could be beneficial for Rhea Ripley to put her back where she needs to be because the tag division has seemingly exploded and there's only two teams left. It's Naomi and, Sh- and Sasha, the champions. Mm-hmm. And it's Natty and Shayna. Yeah. Is, I, I, I get it. I get it. They work on paper. 
they work on paper. They don't match yet. I don't think they found necessarily their what makes them great on the mic together. Um, but I, I get I get how they look on paper and why it works. They're both two former women's tag champions. They're just one halves of their respective tag teams. So it makes sense that they get together and that they can succeed and they're Ronda's girls. It just, it makes sense. Um, but that being said, Rhea dumping Liv does play into the rumor that she might be the addition to Edge's uh, Prince of Darkness stable. Yeah. Like, can we, can we go ahead? Like the lights... Mm-hmm. When he jumped AJ this week, the lights flickered on and off, and then they were purple, and then AJ gets jumped by Damian Priest and Edge. Mm-hmm. Can we go ahead and admit that Edge is the Prince of Darkness now? Like, it's yeah been passed down to Edge to basically be the Undertaker now? Yeah, Not pretty be much. the Undertaker, but, like, be his, like... I, I know what you mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Because this isn't brood vibes. This is this is Ministry of Darkness vibes. This is Ministry of Darkness. And we originally said brood, but it's not the brood. It's yeah, it, it's, it's more ministry than it is it's, anything. It's very much Ministry of Darkness. So with the tag division imploding and Rhea dumping Liv, does Rhea find her way back to the top by becoming a part of Edge's Ministry of Darkness? I could see it because... Because you could just you could make everybody I don't want to say make everybody in Edge's new faction a champion, but it, it could be beneficial for everyone. Like you could get Edge back in the world title picture, you could get Rhea back in the women's title picture, you can get Priest back in the mid-card title picture, or whatever other male you decide to throw in, they could get the tag team titles pretty easily. Mm. You figure whether it's him and him and Champa or him and whoever else they decide to throw in there with them, they could get they can get the tag titles. Yeah. So in that respect, like if they're not putting her in the group, then I I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know where they're going with this. They just destroyed a perfectly good tag team. But I, if they are intending to put her in the group, then I'm not I'm not as mad about this as I, I would think. Yeah, I, I would I would lean more towards them putting her in that they that I think that they're gonna put her in because it's she's going the same route as Damian Priest before Priest fully went in. Like he was wearing a little bit more makeup than usual. Like he didn't always wear the the eyeliner stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he started wearing the eyeliner, making his eyes darker, and then he started messing with the lights and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Rhea now. I mean, Rhea wears a lot of black makeup, but her black makeup now, as of late, has been looking a little bit different. Like, it hasn't been her whole lips. Mm. It's been, like, the outside of the lips, and then it's just been coming out a little bit. Like, it's been make, having a point out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's been, like, slight changes that if you really pay attention, you can notice the difference. So... She's slowly slipping into the dark side. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it's something like that. And they're all on the same brand, so it just mm-hmm. makes logical sense. Mm-hmm. They just got to find their tag team. Yeah, pretty much. They just got to find a tag team. Or you just bring in two random people, put them in a tag team, and 
they got the ministry thing with them. Mm-hmm. And now that I think about it, them getting an actual like another two male superstars might be kind of difficult. Like you can, de- I, I can definitely say they can get one more, and that being, I can definitely see them getting Tommaso. Yeah, it's just another dude that's gonna make it difficult because then at that point it's like, dang. Mm. I, I only, think it's because all of them match character wise. Yeah, I think the only other like possible name for me, and it's not even a possible name, but just the name to fit would be Finn. Because he's he's not doing anything, but and he just lost the belt this week. Yeah. So I mean it's possible, but yeah. Did you have any thoughts on that, or is that just you know that's how it goes? <sighs> um yes, I did, and um I um I didn't like it. No. Not because Finn's my guy. Yeah. I, I just didn't like it. It I, I felt like it was a little bit too early for Theory to get the title. Number so one. Did I. So did I. Number two, I wouldn't have done it on a raw mm-hmm. of all things. I would have did it at a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I feel like if if it's somebody like Finn, if it's somebody like if it's a, if it's and matter of fact, if it's a title in general, if it's a bigger name guy and he loses it on a regular Monday Night Raw, I feel like it kind of just diminishes the reign. No push. Yeah, like no build. Like when Brock fought Kofi mm-hmm. and just beat Kofi on SmackDown in what was it, eight seconds? Mm-hmm. You just killed that whole title run right there with that. Forget the matches with Joe. Forget the matches with Dolph. Forget the matches with whoever. You just killed the whole title feel in eight seconds. Um, so maybe I would appreciate that actually if Edge could get Tommaso and Finn on the same yeah, team. He, he just gets he just gets everybody who ran NXT My at God. one point. Yeah, true. Yeah, Tommaso. I think the only one who didn't run Damian NXT Rhea. was Priest. He Damian ran the uh, the North American division North for a little American bit. Division, yeah. I could see that. That could be very that could be very beneficial. Could be possible, right? Yeah. Um, do you want to hit NXT or you want to just get into the SmackDown news? Um I had one more, I just had one thing to hit for one, at least one last thing for WWE. And then after that, if you got anything else. Oh yeah. yeah. Um sure. how do you feel about this? Mad Cat Moss push. I didn't even have that in my notes. I, man. <laughs> Be, because it's a thing. Like, we got to talk about it because it's happening. They're giving them to us. I was us. really trying to avoid it. Like, Look, we, we got we to hit these things, man. As much as we don't want to, we I have think, to. I think that's my general opinion of them pushing Mad Cat Moss. You don't want it to be a thing? I'm trying to avoid it. Like, I'm trying <laughs> Oh, Whatever wait. way I can get out of ever even experiencing the storyline. So, does that mean you would rather see Baron Corbin, like boring Baron, than Madcap? Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, I would rather see any version of Baron Corbin that's not Happy Corbin and no Madcap Moss. I just, I don't. I don't know if I'm like anybody else, but I've never liked this guy. Like, no. ever. 
And not because he's bad in the ring, not because he's got a bad rep in the back, not because I think he's bad as a person. He's just never been entertaining to me. And I've been watching this guy for years. I've been watching him since Tito Sabatelli was here. And I only tolerated Madcap Moss in NXT because he was next to Tito Sabatelli. He's never been entertaining. I've never liked him. Like, he's just, he's just never, like, I don't want anything to do with him, man. I'll never forget uh, when we went to one of those, uh, we went to one of the SmackDowns, and it was when uh, Happy uh, Happy Corbin, I forget who he was fighting, but Riddick Moss or Madcap came out and helped him. Yeah, that's his name, Riddick Moss. I didn't even and, know was- And we were like... <laughs> We were like, yo, who the hell is this guy? Like, none of nobody knew who he was. Nobody next to us, nobody in front of us, behind us. We we're all just asking each other, yo, do y'all know who that was that just helped him? No. Okay, well, you don't either. N- neither do you. Like, we were all in the dark. We were literally searching on our phones who this guy was. I'd rather it be Butch. Oh, no, see, I don't know. At least I like Butch. Uh, I, no, I like Pete Dunn. I don't like Butch. Well, I like Butch more than I like Mad Cat Moss. Uh, they're about it's about the same for me. Can somebody pull these guys into the current year? They got. They have stuck. to keep pretending like they're stuck in like 1998. Yeah, like when Tony Montana was freaking. Like mm. I'm, I'm over this, dog. I'm over this. I'm over Corbin being happy Corbin. Like, if you could just be Corbin, like, I'll be fine. Like, they go, they go back I don't to know Baron man- Corbin. Yeah, I don't know if management knows this, but Corbin is a certified Albert to me at this point. It don't matter how many times you change him, he's going to be Corbin. Y'all yes. just going to make him cornier or y'all going to make him a little bit better as a character. But he's still gonna be Corbin. Like that's but, never gonna change for me. No, but okay. This yeah. Madcap Moss thing. You you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. I'm never, I'm never getting, I'm never popping for Madcap Moss. I don't no. I just don't care. I just don't care. Like yeah, it's, it's just one of them, one of the things that's not gonna work. Sorry. Sorry. I pop harder for Ezekiel. Oh no! Don't even actually, get me started. I actually love where they're going with Ezekiel. Yeah, like don't don't even play, man, because he ain't he ain't on Ezekiel time. I actually if you, was yeah, if you, very. If you were if you were doing the same, if you were doing the Ezekiel gimmick with Mad Cat Moss, I wouldn't even watch it. Like I was very. I'm not gonna lie. I was very very against Ezekiel in the beginning. Before I had any idea what they were doing. And what did I tell you? I was like, hold on, man. Give it a shot. Like I was this just thing, very. This thing has the potential to go somewhere very funny. Yeah, but I fell in love with it. I'm not gonna lie. Like he's probably gonna go back to being Elias eventually, but leave him as Ezekiel, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least give him like three to six months as Ezekiel. Oh, I, I would. He's hilarious. I would have said even longer than that. I, uh, no, you could go even longer than that, but I'm saying bare minimum, at least give him three to six. Yeah. Because he's I, hilarious. You know what I hope they did, though? I'm not going to lie. 
I hope before he cut his beard, they just shot a bunch of pre-recorded vignettes with Elias. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Oh and my then, God. and then Elias just phones in a message to Ezekiel, and it's just on the Tron. Oh my! God. And it goes with the storyline. That would be great. That would take a lot of planning and a lot of not changing. But you know what? I would love. That would be hilarious. I would love for like Kevin to start interrupting him. And him like being in the back and being on the call. I would love for him to like get calls from his brother. Yeah. That would just, be hilarious. <laughs> I would love for Kevin to like confront him one day and he'd be like, I'm sorry, just give me a second. I gotta, you know, and he was like, Who are you talking to? I'm just talking to Elias. You're Elias. Like that would be the and then he just turns I'll the phone cracking up. Like, and all you hear, and then you just see the phone with Elias on, it. and it's like, Hey Kev, how's it going? What are you doing? <laughs> How are you talking doing to, that? Talking <laughs> to my brother. <laughs> like, that would be hilarious. Yeah, I would love that. I would love that, that. That would be something, like, different. Like, that would be, like, a... I don't think they've ever done anything like that. But, that, but, but that'd my, be a change of pace. My point is, do you see how fast we were quick to get off of Mac at Moss? Like, I don't... <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't... I don't care. My attitude is... is, is the quickest way I can get out of acknowledging that he's even existing in this universe is, is best. <laughs> However, I can get out of the subject of Mad Cat Moss is, is easiest for me. What's your name? Mad Cat. Fuck you, Mad Cat. <laughs> um, what, what I do have though, let's, um, do you want to do, what do you, do you have any thoughts about Kevin Owens and um, Cody this week? It wasn't a huge segment. No. Nah. Got in there for Seth. Um, they had an okay match. But you're just are we just waiting for round two? Uh of around... what? Cody and Seth? Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're they're not overselling the idea. Well, not the idea. They're not overselling the the Cody and Seth, which is a good thing. You don't need to oversell it. Yeah, you already know it's gonna be great. You know, Seth is probably gonna go over the second time, and then they're gonna have a third match. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm basically just waiting for round two. Yeah, I'm because... expecting like a soft AJ type bring in, and then. Yeah, yeah, like how they did AJ when AJ first got here, and then it builds from there. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's just gonna steamroll once that momentum gets rolling. Yeah. Um, some quick things on NXT, and then I'll finish up with two SmackDown points. So, so look, Sokoa, Cameron, Cameron Grimes, and Carmelo Hayes. Um, they're not pushing the story too heavy. It's just people hungry for the title. Solo really wants it. Uh, Cameron Grimes just got it. Carmelo Hayes wants it back. Um, I just like the good work they're doing. I don't know if you've seen any of it, but I just, I just like the work. Yeah. I caught, I caught the bits and pieces of it. And so was Sokoa's, uh, been really good at not doing too much, like being just enough without really dipping into, you know, it's like everybody knows, but we're not saying anything. Like, you know, we're we're slightly dipping into the, into the bloodline stuff, but he's he's really letting his talent take over. 
I enjoy that. Um, have you seen any of the Joe Gacy and Braun Breaker stuff? Uh, actually, no. I didn't catch any of that this week. Um, I caught some of the the Sola Sokoa uh, stuff. I didn't catch any of the Joe Gacy stuff this week. Um, I think Gacy goaded him into the match mm-hmm. at um, Spring Breakers is what they're calling it. Okay. Um, so we goaded him into the match at the next takeover. That's not a takeover. Uh, and then he like pushed him off a ledge. Mm-hmm. Just out of frame. So you, <laughs> you don't even really know if it was like something crazy. Um, so he pushed him off a ledge. He gave him his dad's Hall of Fame ring back. And they're going to spring breakers. I have yet to see how good Joe Gacy is in the ring. So I can't really even tell you if I'm excited about this. Um, at least for me, I'm I'm interested. I can say that. I'm definitely interested. Joe Gacy is a pretty he's a unique character. Mm, mm-hmm. Um he's different. Yeah, he's different. But that that's also what has my interest invested. Mm-hmm. Uh so far, what he's done, Mike wise and you know, vignette wise and promo wise. I'm here for it. Like it's Braun right, Breaker. Like, I'll, I'll bite. I'll yeah, bite. Like, I Braun think we're Breaker. just waiting to see if he's as good as is the definitely a surprise. Are. Yeah. At first, um, as his first go, but you know, hey, let's yeah. give it a shot. Yeah. It, it, we'll we'll just have to. I just want Joe Gacy to be good. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all it is. I kind of get Joe Hendry vibes from him a little bit. Yeah. And and you know, the last thing I want to talk about, um, as far as showing improving i remember us talking about um was it the last takeover i don't i never know what they call anything anymore but stand and deliver that's what it was yeah as stand and deliver i was talking about my guy uh tomaso champa putting over tony d'angelo mm-hmm. and how I wish they'd really change something about his gimmick to make it work because I loved the idea and I just didn't love how they were presenting it. Yeah. And I was saying that there's certain things that need to change and he should have runners and he should have this and that. And they're finally going in the right direction. I think they put up the perfect person to go up against in um, Santos Escobar is where they look like they're heading for spring breakers. It looks like it's going to be D'Angelo and Santos. Yeah. Um, which is perfect because Santos is basically a, a, a cartel leader. That's mm-hmm. like who he is as a wrestling character. So it's perfect that this guy is trying to prove himself as a Don and like a mob boss is going up against a cartel leader. You know what I mean? It just yeah. writes itself. Um, and Tony D'Angelo is finally wearing suits. Thank God. <laughs> That's one of the changes that needed to happen. No more I, cannot keep, I cannot keep seeing you in track suits. <laughs> you are not a mob leader. If you're running for the mob, you know what I mean? Like you're not, <laughs> if you're the guy that gets the bag of chips, I can't take you seriously. <laughs> He's so, a runner. So he's finally in a suit. 
which is perfect. And then this week they had two random dudes out of the crowd during the Santos Escobar match, basically do a mob hit on them. Um, came behind him. One came behind him with a wrench. Um, one was standing in front of him with a clothesline, and they just ran a hit on my guy and threw him back in the ring to mm-hmm. get pinned. So, they, <laughs> so they, I, they they ran the drive by. Yeah. So I was like, this is the kind of thing I'm talking about. Like all the the Don stuff before just didn't work because you weren't as you know what I mean. Your mm-hmm. inner ring wasn't there. Uh, Tommaso didn't help. I mean, I'm sure he did what he could, but by the end of the match, you're supposed to feel like... Did as much as he could. Yeah, you're supposed to feel like the guy is... um, The guy can go, and I didn't feel like that. Yeah. But these slight changes to the character definitely help um, put the the idea uh, in a better place for me. Like, now I can... I can't... I can't totally abandon it because now mm-hmm. we've made some improvements to where your in ring can stay where it is because the character outside of the ring is getting better. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to touch on that just because uh, I know I said this character needed to change back and stand and deliver. Um, so I'm happy about that. And I'm hoping since Santos has been doing this for a very long time, and they're very high on Santos Escobar that he's able to make me feel about Tony D'Angelo the way I want to feel. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. I agree. Um, and as far as that, that's all I had for NXT. Um, I had two things for SmackDown, and they're both kind of relatively small. It, it looks like whenever they hit Saudi Arabia, it's going to be Ricochet and Gender Mahal. Um, and I was watching this segment Ricochet had on SmackDown this week, and I don't know, man. Do you think they believe in Ricochet? Um, I would hope that they do. I, I feel like this time around they're giving him a decent run. Um, but like you just said, when they hit the Saudi shows, it's either going to be him and Gender, or it's going to be him and. Oh God, who's this guy? Shanky? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or maybe a triple threat with him, gender, and Shanky. Like maybe it's just gonna be Ricochet versus everybody who's gonna be a big name for the Saudi shows. Yeah. Um, you know, ho- hopefully they don't have Ricochet job out to one of them because I think that'll just be that that'll just be like the icing on the cake for me to be like, all right, just cut Ricochet, get him the hell out of here, just let him go wherever else. Let's let him go anywhere. It, that that's where I am with Finn right now. Just let him go. Mm. Like we will not we we will not be up in arms and running at you with our pitchforks and our torches if you let Finn go because we want Finn to go. Not yeah, because it'll actually we don't. be kind of resourceful. It'll yeah, be great for us. Not in the sense of we don't like him, but we yeah. just like him enough that we don't want him there. Yeah. And he and can, he's liable to get the bag wherever he goes. So Exactly. Same thing with Ricochet. It's not Let, even really a loss. Like, if you fire Ricochet, we will not be up in arms. We will not come at you with the torches and pitchforks. We will probably clap for you and say thank you. Yeah, because let it be known, like, 
New Japan is giving Ricochet the bag to Shit. come over there. New Japan, AEW, they might give Finn the bag. Like they they, they gonna get the back. mask back on be Prince Puma again. Yeah, they they gonna Triple get everybody A's. the bag. <laughs> Triple A's paying the bag. It's crazy. The people that we want them to cut are gonna get a bag wherever they go. Mm. I did hear they're they're thinking about how to reintroduce um, Ali and Oscar. Yeah, I did hear that too. Um, apparently, there's big plans for Oscar's return. Mm-hmm. Um, what they are exactly, we don't know. But I did hear that from a lot of people. They they're planning something big for Oscar's return. Meanwhile, you just heard Ali's getting a return, but you don't know what kind of return. Yeah. I'm not even sure if I'd give Ali a return. I mean, like... You got to make him happy. You got to please him. If you're Vince, you have to please Ali uh, or you're going to let him... Or he's just going to probably walk out. Yeah, y'all got to have... Because I thought it was in, like, a Pac place for Mm -hmm. a while. Um, And then when the cuts come, they were just going to put him in the cuts. Yeah, um... But it doesn't look like that. Yeah. I I still think the cuts are coming. I just don't think he's going to be in them. Mm. Um, But yeah, if I was Ali, I'm not going to hold you. I'm I'm pulling a I'm pulling a punk. It better be. I'm just no, like I'm just walking. Mm. I'm just I ain't showing up. I'm leaving. Don't pay me. Do whatever y'all got to do. I'm out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um. So the last thing I wanted to say, because I'm not, I'm on the fence about this one. Mm-hmm. So they ran a whole story during SmackDown where Sammy's eavesdropping and he goes to the bloodline at the end of the show. Yeah. And Sitting they're prouncing like Pink Panther. Yeah. It's basically snitching to try and earn a place in the bloodline. Thanks. Stop dry snitching. So, do you feel like they could be using Sammy as a stooge on the bloodline? Do you feel like he's going to earn his way into the bloodline? Are they going to use him? Or are they just going to... I think Sammy is going to be... All right, have you seen the movie The Longest Yard? Yes, yes. Do you remember... uh... Do you remember the guy that was helping the guards, the 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 older guy? The guy that was helping the guards. Uh, was it Unger? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be Sami Zayn. Mm. The, the, the guy who put the bomb in, in, the, in the cell and killed Chris Rock. Mm. Okay. I think I think that's gonna be the Sami Zayn type of thing. Like he ain't gonna be he ain't gonna be with us, but if we need you for some, mm-hmm. we're gonna abuse you. Mm-hmm. That that that's my thought on it. He'll be their runner. Yeah, he'll be their runner pretty much. He'll be their errand boy. Okay, okay, I can see that. Because I, I I wanna the thing is like I would love for Sami to be serious, but. After the runnies had been funny, I kind of don't know if I want to sacrifice that. 
No, I'd keep him funny. I would. So if I could have that dynamic still, he would have to be like a like a lap dog, like a runner. Yeah, no, I, I'd, I'd keep so him So that funny. they could stay serious and he could still be Sammy. Um, And maybe he could just find his way to win more because they would help him out here and there to keep him happy. So I've, I feel like that has potential, but they got to really write it right. Yeah, it's, it's got to be done the right way. Um, But then again, you know, with Paul Heyman by your side, I feel like they can't really mess it up. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Heyman. Yeah, Roman's been on the run of his life thanks to Paul. Unless you so. put him with Curtis Axel. <laughs> oh, oh I, I said that out loud. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, man. I still feel like he had so much potential and it just, uh, just never. Don't feed me more. Oops, I, I went there again. Sorry. Never went there. Um, but that's all I have for WWE news. Just just some quick run-throughs. Um, some spots I wanted to hit because they're doing some good character work with some of these guys. And I'm just on the fence about some of their decisions too, like with Ricochet and and uh where they're gonna go with Rhea. So Yeah. That's all I got for WWE. Um, I think uh we end with AEW now. Yeah, so we're going to end with AEW, and we have a few points for AEW. First of which is probably the most exciting thing to come out this week. We are getting an AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling Super Show. And damn, 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 if this ain't fantasy booking meets reality. Mm-hmm. This has me through the moon, bro. Um, are you, yeah, are you curious as to where this is going? Because I am curious. I'm just hoping. Look, I, I'm, I'm along for the ride at this point. Mm-hmm. Like it, Tony is the mad genius. He's crazy like a fox. Like I don't know where the hell he's planning on going with this. I don't know what the hell he has even brewed up. I'm just here for it. Like I'm, I'm here to see where this takes us. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, 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 I'm interested. Um, June 26, Chicago, they are doing New Japan and AEW, the Forbidden Door. And what's interesting mm-hmm. to me, the most interesting thing to me, is that they didn't really announce it. Adam Cole announced it. And then mm-hmm. gave it essentially to Jay White to finish the announcement off. And this is what's so interesting to me is because mm-hmm. Jay White said this isn't about New Japan. This isn't about AEW. This is about the undisputed elite and mm-hmm. the Bullet Club. Now, what does that yeah. mean? Like, does that does that mean this is about? Because this could mean a few things. Does this mean this is about the elite versus the Bullet Club? Because that's not what it sounds like. It sounds like they're in cohesion. But it's also interesting because he said the undisputed elite. What exactly does that mean? Because undisputed elite Sounds like the head of this table is not Kenny Omega, it's Adam Cole. 
So does that mean Adam Cole is assuming the role of the elite leader? And a like, what does this mean? Like, what does that mean? Hey, me personally, I thought the elite was better with Adam Cole than it was with Kenny Omega. So, but what does that mean for the Bucks? Does that mean it's still going to be the Bucks? Because the Bucks oh, are yeah. harboring some resentment here. Yeah, I think it will still be the Bucks. Is it going to be the Bucks still, or are the Bucks going to get edged out for Redragon? A Red Dragon, whatever you want to call it. Uh, who knows, man? I mean, like I'm, I'm interested. And then if it's between, if it's about the elite, the undisputed elite in the Bullet Club, well, at some point, Tomatonga's in here. Oh yeah, you already know that. So that, now, that's what, what I'm does waiting that for. Mean at the end of this, you know what I mean? Is there going to be a Tonga match? Is there going to be Tonga invading because he's not on the show with his new group of his new group of good guys? Like, what is it going to? What's happening here? You know what I mean? Hey, man, when we're at the forbidden door, who knows? Anything can happen. Like, if we can, hey, if we can get Impact to send somebody to AEW. Mm-hmm. But still send somebody to WWE. Mm-hmm. Finn Balor just posted something kind of cryptic, man. You ain't see it? No. What did he post? He posted up the picture of him sitting on the ring. Oh, I did see that. With all Everything the titles. He accomplished and Bullet and then Club, Bullet Club in the back. Yes, yes. And in the midst of all this happening, for him to just throw that up there. Anything can happen. Who knows? I mean, you know, obviously, I Ooh, doubt. Do you Vince's. think Finn is in the cuts? Hey, he he just. I sure hope so. I don't even think that he's in the. It don't even got to be that he's in the cuts. It could just be him not resigning or something. No, not even that. Just him popping up for just one event. Do you think they would let him do that though? They've done. They've done some crazy things, man. They let Mickey James come in. They've let people go out for one offs at. At any type of show, like it's rare that it happens, but it has happened. That would be crazy. And from where it sits right now, you ain't doing nothing with Finn. Yeah, yeah. Might as well. Maybe that was the obligation. Maybe if he drops the title, <laughs> I'll let you go to the show for a one-off <laughs> and do whatever it is that you guys do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Like, just imagine. I do that. know Kenta wants Punk. Yeah, Ken, Kenta wants Punk. Um, I heard Zack Sabre Jr. wants somebody, too. I think it's Daniel yeah, Bryan, Brian Danielson. Yeah, Sabre wants in. Kenta wants in. Um, there was somebody else. Who was it? Uh, was it Osprey? Well, no, it wasn't Osprey, Osprey might want to rematch with Moxley. Yeah, uh, there's, a, there's a few people. Like, uh, Tomohiro Ishii's going to be coming back. Uh Hiroshi Tanahashi will definitely be showing up. Yes, Tanahashi will definitely be there. Um, we might get Okada. Like, there's a lot of people that we could get. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the one person that I really wouldn't want to see is Evil, just because Evil like doesn't <laughs> he, he doesn't fit anywhere. Like, he doesn't even the Bullet Club stuff. He it doesn't fit. I don't know what it is. Evil just doesn't do it. Like. Mm. And it's a super He's color. like the move. So it's got to be. Yeah. yeah. But if you, I feel like if they're bringing in Bullet Club people, they don't even need to bring in evil. Like, bro, you're not an original. Yeah. You're not even one of the best yeah. new people yeah. that they got. Yeah. Just b- bring in 
bring in uh Jay White, bring in the good brothers Fale. Fale. Oh, and I was just ta- I was just talking about the people that are in Japan right now. Oh, okay, okay. Like just bring in White, bring in Fale, uh Chase Owens and Yujiro Takahashi. That's mm-hmm. it. Just bring in those four. Yeah, because you already got to create one for Naito. You got to create one for uh, Tanahashi. You got to create room for um, Tonga. Tonga. You got to create room for. Uh, I don't know if Jeff Cobbs is 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 necessarily going to be there, but you got to create room for Osprey. Yeah, like there's a lot of people you gotta gotta make a spot for. Mm-hmm. Like and this, you gotta have that Kenta Punk match. Yeah, like this is probably gonna be like a five six hour show. Yeah, it's gonna be a big one. It's yeah, big th- this is probably gonna be running from like eight to midnight, and so soon too. Mm-hmm. So you got about let's see what's today's date. So you got about a month and a half to mm-hmm. put this show together. A month and a half, a little less than two months to get this show together. It's gonna be a wild one. It's gonna mm-hmm. be the wild wild west. But I've, either way, it's going to come out good. Uh, the next thing I want to get on is we had, I guess we can say we know what the next world title feud is going to be in AEW. CM Punk and Adam Page. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Are you excited Punk's getting the world title push right now? Or would you have held off on it? Or are you just indifferent on it? Um, before I address it, I want to recognize that gold dust is still aging like fine wine. Yeah. Because uh, him and Dustin put on uh, a hell of a match. Yeah, Punk and, prior Punk to and Dustin. Yeah. Um, as far as how I feel about the title match, I don't know. I don't know where to land because I don't know if I wanted to be a situation where punk just like, aren't, isn't, isn't, isn't that what the Owen Hart tournament is supposed to be about finding the next challenger for the, I'm not sure. World Championship? I, I think, I think it's just, the, I think it's just, or is it just the trophy thing? I think it's just the trophy thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, um, yeah, I, I don't know where I stand on it because there's no build, and I would like to be a build if Punk mm-hmm. is going to win the belt. Yeah. And as much as I like Hangman, uh, Hangman isn't the most captivating of champions. Not really, no. Even it, though, like, he can go. Like, he's he's great, and... Uh, he's put on great matches, mm-hmm. but I've never necessarily been the biggest fan of Hangman Page. Yeah, like you've never been captivated by him. Yeah, he's never given me one of those like really breakout matches. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't, is that unfair to say? Well, no, he, he has put on some great matches. I, I think for me, it's more character. It's character. It is I, I, I th- because you know, you can say what you want about the character, like it's cowboy shit, cowboy country, whatever. To me, he's just. 
I don't mean to say this in a bad way, but it sound it's gonna sound like it's negative. He he he's like a vanilla cowboy. Mm. Like he's a, he's a cowboy shit character, but it's just like a plain, yeah. like a plain cowboy shit. Like you know what it is for me. You know what it is, it, and I'm starting to realize this. It's because I think his character is tainted by how much I loved um, America's Most Wanted and Beer Money. I think had he, I not loved JBL. them so much, and JBL, yeah. I think had I not loved all their cowboy characters so much, I wouldn't mm-hmm. care so little for his cowboy character. Like he's he's the margarine of cowboy. Like characters. like I'm like I'm popping for uh, James Storm more than I'm popping for Hangman Page. He's the Diet Coke of cowboy characters. He's the Diet Coke of cowboy characters. He's 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 the vanilla envelope of cowboy characters. I've just he's I've just, just seen it done better. I've just seen it yeah. done better. Um, and and that's not even to say that he can't be as good as them because in ring, I think he's as good as, as some of them and better than some of them. He's um, the saltine crackers of cowboy characters, yeah. But he's just, it just, I just don't care for the character, yeah. So I would think Punk would win, honestly, but I don't know if I just want to see Punk win because it's he won the title. Yeah, yeah, because he's punk. Like, because uh-huh. there's no build to that. It's just yeah. you're punk. You wanted a shot. I gave you a shot, and you beat me clean. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna run this back for three more months of just no story because you beat me and I want it back? Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'm interested in that. I, I get what you mean. So I, I, I'm not sure, but I'm I'm definitely not even sure if I want Hangman to beat him so that they can have a proper build later. Because mm-hmm. I don't really believe that Hangman Page can beat CM Punk on any given night. Like I don't, I don't believe that. So I mean, hey, who knows? It, 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 I don't know. I mean, Christian Cage beat Kenny Omega on a, on a random night to win the Impact World Championship. So anything True. is possible. Because I never thought in a million years Christian, Christian Cage, Cage would beat Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. So I mean, anything can happen. Hangman can pull it out, but I wouldn't want to see it. <laughs> and that's not, I didn't, that came out wrong. But <laughs> just, it I, could happen, but I don't want to see it. I just, sure. I just don't. Sure, we know exactly what you meant. I just, I just don't know that that's the most, I don't know. I'm on the fence. I'm on, I'm on the fence. That's where I will end it. Uh, I'm just well, on the fence about it. I just don't know. I, I got something you might not be on the fence about. Uh, this is the second to last thing. We had the TBS women's title match, Jade Cargill versus Marina Shafir. Yes. What do you think? What do you think of this match? Yes. Um, uh, these ladies went out and did it. Um, shout out to Jade Cargill for having like a side like a ringside yeah, like, uh-huh. in the stands group to just beat the hell out of Marina Shafir. Great. Yeah, that was hilarious. To, great addition to just some extra sly shit. Um, it's a kind of obtain that victory. This was, a, this is great, man. These are two people that like, maybe one can go a little more than the other, 
but the mm-hmm. other's character is so good it provides yeah. ways to even that out you yeah it, I mean? it was hilarious like maybe jade is not as technical but having a group on the side that will beat the shit out of people that randomly come across there is like a great addition to help you up that notch absolutely it's just great it's just great and um this may sound bad because of the name i'm mentioning but you'll get what i mean um Jade is moving into a role where she's becoming like in ring um, a Velveteen Dream almost. Um, not character wise, no. but in ring wise. Yeah. Uh, Velveteen Dream is like clay. He'll mold mm-hmm. into whatever you need him to mold into for the match to work. Yeah. I think that's where Jade is right now, and it's a beautiful place to be in. Yeah, absolutely. Because it means you can go with anybody they put you in there with. And I felt like that's what this was. This was just Jade being good at being Jade. And Marina which did is, exactly what she was supposed to do. Yeah, and which is a good thing for Jade, too, because you wouldn't expect that from somebody like Jade. We figure mm-hmm. the, the size, the build. You wouldn't expect that for someone as big as she is, mm-hmm. but she does it very well. Like mm-hmm. she's in the last the last year, year and a half, I want to say, she's definitely improved. Like she Absolutely. she's improved like leaps and bounds. Like not to say she was bad, because she yeah. wasn't, yeah, but she has improved leaps and bounds into one of the more one of the like top two or three female workers on the aw roster absolutely absolutely and she's come along she's come a long way from Shaq. yeah she's not number one but to me that top three is is uh thunder brit and and jade yeah they just they just don't they don't miss Mm -hmm. so she's 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 doing exactly what she's supposed to do i hope this leads into a long-term thing for marina and she's not just here for a one-off um, cause yeah, they did amazing out there. Yeah, I hope she doesn't get Ruby Soho. Yeah, yeah. And I, I hope see, because this is the thing, right? I'm gonna make a reference because honestly, Ruby Soho is at a place that um Cedric Alexander's wife was at. Big Swole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where on any given night, you could be like, you're still getting the pop as if you're around all the time and in all the stories, but you're not exactly. Yeah. So I hope they figure that out, man. But I hope that's what ROH is for. Yeah. Um, Not that I believe the roster should be totally inclusive, but I feel like once you get contracts worked out, some of these women and some of these tag teams that are on dark all the time that you just don't have space for. Yeah. Can go to ROH because I wouldn't mind you taking down one of the dark shows so that we can like, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> actually yeah, appreciate actually have a, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because the guns on AEW, um, 
are impressive, but not as impressive as everybody else. And that's not a knock to them. That's a, that's, if anything, a compliment to how thorough the tag division is. Because when you got Phoenix, when you got Phoenix and Penta, when you got the pride, the powerful, when you got the Bucks and FTR. Jurassic Express, the Bucks. There's just so many good tag teams. There's no way we could put you over without giving you like um, a a Wheeler Yuta kind of deal. You know what I mean? But on ROH, the the Mm Dunks can shine. Yeah. Clean. And so could uh, Pillman and and Garrison. It's open season. It's open season. So I hope that's what they end up doing with the roster is, is finding a place for all of them that are really, really good, that they're just packed under the enormous weight of the roster, somewhere to go. To be great yeah. and develop and maybe come back and be one of those one of those tag teams. Um, but yeah, I hope she doesn't end up in, yeah. a, in a Ruby Riot spot. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I have one final thing. That I want to discuss. Um, we heard it. We finally heard him speak. Mm, yes. We heard the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only. Send the devil. Send him and let him speak and let him be heard. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie. He sounded exactly like... <laughs> <laughs> like I thought he was gonna, yeah, like yeah, I yeah. thought he was gonna sound. He yeah, sounded yeah. exactly how I thought he was gonna sound. Yeah. Can you believe this is Taz's kid? <laughs> yes and no. Right. Yes and no. Like this like, is. I love the intimidation. That's all Taz. That like, yeah. That that man was hood. Like you could hear it in his voice. It's like, wait, hold on. You sound like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You from where you pop from? Mm-hmm. He from Red Hood. Uh-huh. But it was hilarious, man. The, the Dan Housen stuff they got going on right now is actually kind of entertaining. Yeah, and I've it been should, loving it. I've been loving it. It should it shouldn't be entertaining with these two characters, but it's funny as hell. You would think this is a one-off, but they just it just I don't know. It's one of those happy accidents where like yeah. the people loved it so much. We can just kind of run with this. Uh-huh. And it works in the favor of Danhausen, uh, probably m- even more than Hook, because who better to to debut and ring against now that you're done with your injury? Yeah, one of the like fastest rising stars on the roster. Mm-hmm. Just off of like a bit that could have been a one off. Yeah, of him just being too good to curse, like just stop. like how easy, you know stop. what I mean? Must- Stop fucking with that man's chips. Right? You step on just a man's don't... chips and get like a premiere match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How crazy you just is that? Step all over the chips and then just get a match with him. Like, you want my attention? <laughs> you got it. And he, and he just kept it so simple, too. He's so cool, dude. Like, he's, he, uh, he's so... he kept it simple, man. He's so cool. It's uh, it's hilarious. And if you if you got a chance to have a dream party and you can have and you can have like three wrestlers from any promotion, 
Hook's definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go, dog. You ain't got to say nothing. We already know what you want. Let's go. Right. Shadow of a doubt, man. Hook is just Hook is just cool. He's just cool, man. Like, it's, there's no yeah. other way to, like, explain it. He's just fucking, he's cool, man. He's the man. He's that man. But, yeah, I guess we're getting a Dan Housen versus Hook. Um, I hope Dan Housen's as good as they say. I got to do my research on Dan Housen. That, yeah, that Dan Housen, I, I've seen a couple of his matches. He, he he's he's a, he's definitely a good worker. He is. Is he he's better a, than Warhorse? How much Warhorse have you seen? Because mm. Warhorse for a minute was another one of those guys that they were hype about, and I've seen Warhorse a couple times. He's good, but he's not amazing. I, I would say Dan Housen's a little bit better. Yeah, I I, I give it to Dan. I, I give Dan Housen the slight edge. Dan Dan okay. Housen's all right. I just don't want him to be like overhyped. Yeah, no. Uh, he's definitely more known for the. Like, he's definitely more liked for the character than the in ring, in my opinion. Right, but he's but he's still very good in the ring. He he's still good. Is it um is it Orange Cassidy level? Um, I guess, like, like if, like if Orange Cassidy was to actually go, yeah, yeah, I'd put him with Orange Cassidy. Maybe. Okay. Okay. That's quite, Maybe, That's enough yeah. for me. That's enough for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. I'd put him with Cassidy. Okay. So this will be something. This will be something yeah. interesting. It'll, it'll definitely be an entertaining match. Okay. I'm here for it then. I'm here for it. Yeah. But um, so that's that's everything I had. Uh, do you got anything else you want to add? Um, ba, 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 for Bendor, Goldust. Um, Eddie had a pretty good match this week, but nothing crazy. Uh, Darby had a casket match with Andrade. Um, they had this funny bit where Sting dressed this thing. Oh fuck um, yeah, yeah! I forgot about that. When yeah, they they redid the uh, WCW thing. Yeah, um, but other than that, yeah, I think that's everything. The coffee match was okay. It was it was good, but it, it's standard Darby. I expect nothing yeah. but excellence from Darby now, from Darby Allen now. Yeah. Yeah, that's everything I got. All right, so then we can dive right into these shout-outs. So who do you want to go first? You want to go first, or do you want me to take it? Oh, man, you do the the outro a lot, so I'll I'll do the shout-outs first. Um, Okay. I think that's best. I think you're you're really good at the ending. Okay. Um, So I'll do the shout-outs first. First and foremost, guys, ladies and gentlemen, you know this. Doghouse Gaming for all your retro gaming needs. Um, any systems, any games you're looking for, they're always on Facebook and Instagram, always updating, showing you what they got new, showing you what's coming on the shelves. They've got every retro system uh, that you can think of from the PS4 all the way back to Sega Genesis. Um, it may be even further back than that. Um so for all your retro gaming needs, uh, visit Doghouse Gaming on Instagram or Facebook. They're very responsive, and uh, they'll hold anything you ask them for. And uh, they're just really good, man. They're just really good. So shout out to Doghouse Gaming. I want to give a shout out to Jaded Wrestling. Uh, follow them on Twitter, at Jaded Wrestling. I want to give a shout out to uh, Atiba. Or if you're on Twitter, Wrestler Atiba, who's a uh, indie wrestler that we've uh, 
I've been keeping my eye on lately that's been on Twitter and on Instagram, who's just impressive. Just impressive. Um, and my last shout out, I want to give to the certified wrestling podcast on Twitter. Um, a recent follower, just good content, uh, some good back and forth. So go follow certified wrestling podcast on Twitter, uh, wrestler Atiba and jaded wrestling. If you're one of those, uh, Twitter guys. And I Uh, think that does it for me. All right. Um, so I'm going to dive in. First things first, as always, man, I'm going to shout out those wrestling fanatics we got, man, on IG, D the Toy Hunter, uh, AJ the Collecting Legend. You got Fritzy. You got Fetz Frequency. You got Joe Reckless, man. Go check them out on IG and YouTube as well. They're always dropping great content, whether it's wrestling related or just, you know, things related in general. But they drop a lot of dope stuff, so go check them out. Great supporters. Uh, the All About Wrestling podcast, Bobby Rassels and his lovely co-host, Mi Amor. You need to check them out. I mean, I can't hype them up enough because they're doing amazing, amazing things. Go check them out on any platform that you can listen to podcasts. You can even check them out on this platform that you're listening on. Uh, but All About Wrestling podcast, definitely need to check them out. Uh, the Dirty Heels podcast as well. Great supporters, man. Been showing us some love on ig and twitter and all that good stuff so go check them out if you haven't as well and then you got official dj blade over on twitch you guys can check him out every tuesday and thursday at 7 30 eastern does a lot of great music always been a supporter of the show shows us love over there so if you haven't checked him out and been to his world definitely need to go over there and go check that out those are all my shout outs i got for this week Man, this was this was a pretty good episode, man. This was a pretty good week. A lot of good, a lot of bad. What you think? Yeah, there wasn't anything. There wasn't anything um, really negative. Uh, there wasn't anything I'd really dislike this week at all. I mean, Matt, maybe Madcap. But yeah, I, I was gonna say Madcap. Maybe I didn't really pay attention to it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel you. So. Uh, yeah, but guys, that is everything, man. Thank you for tuning in, coming, hanging out, joining us for this episode. As always, you guys know where you can find us, man, on Instagram, Twitter. You go to the dangerousjobberswebsite.com. You can check this out on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Anchor. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can mm-hmm. find us over there. Make sure you stay, stay up to date with us on YouTube. You subscribe, you hit the bell for the notifications, you stay up to date on everything we do because we got a lot of dope stuff planned in the near future. But that's pretty much it, guys. Thank you. Have a blessed week. Make sure you stay up. Make sure you stay blessed. And as always, stay dangerous. Saskatchewan!